You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, January 25th show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are your local mortgage experts. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint. One week and one show at a time. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we are here to connect you with the guests that we have in studio today. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And you can now also catch us on podcast. In studio, we have Matt Wong, first time visiting us, managing your personal brand. Matt, thank you so much for joining us in studio. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. And Matt was also a presenter at our Power Hour Lunch and Learns. Each month, we have an amazing guest, really strategically picked out, because there's only 12 months in a year. That means we can only get 12 guests uh, that come in. But our Power Hour Lunch and Learn, for a listener of our show, The Money Hour, you can go to power hour lunch and learn all spelled out to uh, book a seat but it was really great to um, have you in front of all of our special people face to face and I was really I've got some great tips from you so really excited to share with our listeners today a little bit about Matt Matt Wong is a media veteran with over 15 years of experience in digital advertising connecting fortune 500 companies and large brands with consumers and began his career at Digital Ad Agency Avenue A. His career spans working at major industry staples like Microsoft, AOL, Verizon, and Time Incorporated. Born and raised in Seattle, Wong loves spending time outdoors with his 15-year-old son hiking, snowboarding, and skiing. In drier months, you'll generally find him on his motorcycle heading somewhere with open roads and fresh air. Love seeing the picture of you on your motorcycle at the Power Hour Lunch <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> love it, cool. Matt. So um, let's pick your brain. I'm excited. I love this whole uh, this whole avenue here. So important for people's businesses, especially managing their personal brands. So let's Absolutely. talk. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about why it's so important, especially in the real estate industry. You know, I think now, especially as uh, social media has gained such popularity, obviously it's the way most people communicate now, um, in, a, in a business where relationships are highly, highly important, and, and quite honestly, like, there's so many agents out there, you really have to define your niche or create you know, different relationships than others. So I think it's highly competitive, mm-hmm. and because of that, your brand's extremely important. So Matt, let's talk about uh, defining your personal brand, because I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs, and whether you're a big company or you're a solo entrepreneur, the importance of having your personal brand, because all of the major companies out there that I've listed that you worked at, they are all known for a personal brand. So let's talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the the word personal brand, and maybe you should take a small step back and define it a little bit, right? Because not everyone knows what that is. And mm-hmm. I think in the most simplest terms, it's it's your reputation. You know, what yes. are you known as? What do you think about when you think of Tina Mitchell, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, the the idea that many of the, the major brands out in the marketplace, whether it's a consumer level brand or, or a B2B brand, like some of those you mentioned, um, they're, they're known for certain qualities. And in those cases, uh, the 
the phrase you used earlier, Keelan, you know, uh, birds of a feather flock together, mm-hmm. right? There's those that share those common attributes or those common likes, desires that gravitate toward those brands. And I think uh, individuals don't necessarily always think about themselves that way. Mm-hmm. And that's it's a change in perception and thought in uh, an ideology to say, all right, I'm, a, I'm an agent and I'm actually a brand. I'm, yes. a, I'm a business in myself. And what does that mean to other people when they look at me? I'm not just their friend or someone who knows about the industry, but I'm actually known for these types of properties or mm-hmm. commercial or higher value, whatever it might be. And I think that's really important, uh, not only for people setting out in the industry, but those who maybe redefine themselves mid-career. Yes. And isn't it important too, Matt, that you really are authentic with your brand and who you are, so you don't want to leave anything out. You want to, because I know a lot of people, it's like, well, I really don't want to do that. It's really isolating me in one area. But if that's what you're passionate about, you want to draw the people in. And it's not about the uh, the the quantity of people that you have. It's the quantity of them because they're going to want to work with you more than anybody else because you've connected with them through your personal brand, correct? Yeah, I think that's huge, especially now. And, and uh, to your point of saying, well, I, you know, I can't be everything to all people. I'm going to yeah. focus on that which I really, really know, yes. uh, there, there's a fear in saying, well, am I limiting myself to just that mm-hmm. that portion of, of an audience or potential customers? I think now with social media, to be able to actually uh, go deeper on that and find more people who may be interested in those same things, yes. there's a different opportunity than there was 20 years ago, of right? Of course. So, you know, yeah, so start, start cutting off some of those things that don't interest you, perhaps, and really mm-hmm. focus on being good at those items which which excite you, which motivate you, and likely motivate the other people to to work with you. Yes. So I think there's there's potential now to find more depth in some of those concentrations, or you know, from a marketing perspective, you might call it a, a vertical or area concentration. Yeah, so true. I mean, and to speak to your point there, how much more powerful are you when you're actually pursuing who you are and your passions, mm. your laser focus, then, and your penetration into that market is going to be significant. I mm. see a lot of people, business owners out there who their their social media is more like a just a dumpster of life, right? And it's right. just there's no message or no, you know, it doesn't stay the same. And you think of these giant companies, it's, you know, the golden arches. I mean, boom, right right there. And then everybody knows what that's about. Um, and it doesn't change. So um, how important is it, Matt, to really manage your social media as well? I think it's hugely important. And as much as it is about what you put into that social feed, it's – you know, likely important what you leave out potentially, right? If you've got a personal Facebook page and that's for your friends and family and those close to you, fantastic. And, and you might want to leave it at that. If there's something you want to do on Instagram that's specific to your industry, Mm -hmm. um, you might want to leave it in just that category too. And I think there's a, a curation process that's extremely important, right? You have to remember who you're speaking to and why they're, uh, joining or subscribing to your page in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, So the curation and uh, kind of editing of that on a normal basis is is probably really healthy. Yeah. So Matt, let's talk about how the branding and advertising has changed with the internet and social media. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, so Keelan mentions McDonald's, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, over, I don't know. Or how he many... mentioned the Golden Arch, Golden and everybody Arches, knew yeah. it was McDonald's, right? That's all I got to say. I know, yeah, I love it. So good at marketing. Such a great example. Right. And at this point in time, I, how many billions served, right? That's yeah. the, the, the tagline. And we all know that. And I think. And their food is terrible, but they still. <laughs> I would disagree. Those cheeseburgers, <laughs> those chicken nuggets, and french fries are. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I might. Have you I seen might. how chicken nuggets are made? It's nasty. I just avoid the Angela, my other half, she's a vegetarian, and yeah. she tries to like coaxed me to be vegetarian and so like um, I can't I just don't think about it I didn't kill it it just it's in a, <laughs> sorry it's Matt in a, we got on a side uh, yeah, conversation sorry. there yeah. chicken McNuggets I like do that meat. to you I'm sorry I just <laughs> focus on the end product I'm sorry I, I think there was a period of time where where advertising was the brand or the company to many mm. and they put a message out and if you liked that message you might go buy something from them or you might align some thinking with them um, so if we talk about you know, pre-internet especially, but absolutely pre-social media, that one-to-one conversation was really difficult, meaning that you had a brand talking to hundreds of thousands of people. Now you have individuals and brands on forums like a Facebook or an Instagram or a Twitter that while, while the creator of that content is speaking to many, they also can receive feedback in a mm-hmm. one-to-one manner, right? So that's a huge, huge fundamental difference in what was advertising now is, is a two-way conversation speaking to uh, someone being genuine um, mm-hmm. and the ability for the c- customer to see through any facade or any smoke screens is really, really immediate nowadays. Yeah. If you're not genuine, there's a whole portion of consumers out there that want nothing to do with you because yeah. you're not really what they're looking for. Um, and I think that's how things have fundamentally changed um, when we talk about advertising or marketing. It's really adjusted to this two-way conversation of, of genuineness, if you will, and an ability to relate to the person on the other end of that, that phone or that screen. Yep, genuine and authentic. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all McDonald's about. McDonald's sells what they are. They are. They don't sell yeah. that they're good, healthy food. Yeah, it's not healthy. <laughs> no. And it's cheap. They're attracting the people that want McDonald's food, like Keelan. And I think they have magical, magical pixie dust they put on their food, because why are french fries that good? Like, what are they, <laughs> what's going on back there? I don't know. Like, anyways, sorry, getting sidetracked. So, um, you talk about the concept of intersection of now, and I think you kind of leaned into some of that, what you just said. What is that? Yeah, we talked about this at the, the lunch hour, too, and it's a phrase I've started using over the last couple of years when I started looking at what people do online, especially in social circles. And again, if we kind of go back in time, um, your social circles are generally concentrated around your friends and college buddies, maybe your professional life after that, your family, and, and, you've, and many people fell into those typical demographic uh, life stages. Now, things have changed so much. I think we're at one of the most interesting times in history when it comes to kind of social psychology and how we relate to people and how our interests and passions have now overridden, in my, in my mind, demographics, right? And so mm-hmm. when you think about demographic targeting from a marketing perspective, while that exists, there's been this fundamental shift over the last 20 years into focusing on audiences. Who actually is like you? Who is a outdoor person like myself, whether they're 20, 30, 40, or 50, they might be the right audience for an REI, let's say. Mm -hmm. And so with that, you want to speak to all of those relevant people. Mm -hmm. Now, if we take that even further and you look at this this intersection of, of now, what are you interested in now, regardless of 
your life stage, regardless of your income level, perhaps. All these kind of traditional metrics, while they're still important, the focal point, I think, has come on this place of how do we interact and what are we passionate about? And you see that, especially in younger demographics, that's where the alignment is. Um, I think this is probably most notably represented on Instagram, right? Where yes. passions and and pursuits, activities are kind of the pillar of, of most content feeds, most strong content feeds. What are you into? What do you really like? Do you like yeah. cars? Do you like motorcycles? Do you like mountains? Do you, you know, are you into fitness? And there are channels dedicated specifically to that. And people gain this audience that is really close, closely related to their passions. And so now you have this depth of, of understanding of communication that is far greater than just sending out a marketing message. Yeah. So Matt, let's go a little bit deeper on what a successful brand looks like. I think we've, we've hit on a lot of the pieces, right? Being genuine, being authentic. And especially now, because there is a forum to have a conversation, um, that brand, if you are uh, a major brand like we're talking about, or mm -hmm. if you're an agent, right, to be able to then interact and, and communicate specifically around someone's needs, that's an opportunity that, that didn't exist all the time. Yeah, and, and isn't it true too, uh, Matt, that you really, a, a brand is about the message that you put out there, um, which includes your images, your buzzwords, everything that you're communicating from the visual to the print needs to be included in your brand marketing. Absolutely. And I think some of the best individual brands out there, if um, you think about it, are possibly musicians, uh -huh. athletes yeah. at times, right? So, but I really think of musicians as having this need as an individual artist to put out brands, uh, images, content, yeah. things that represent them, whether it's in their music specifically, but also the images and the, the sight, the sound, the motion that goes along with that that art in and of itself and so i encourage people when they're kind of venturing down this road and possibly you know going into to real estate or some somewhere where they need to grow their brand think like a musician what what would so-and-so do what would your favorite artist do and how have those how's their career changed and adjusted when they've reinvented themselves you know what do you really stand for and what do you want to put out there that's such a good example. It blows my mind now, some of these stars. Kylie Jenner, like the first billionaire. She's like mm -hmm. super, I don't know how old she is. She's young. But she diversified off of her brand who she was, the, this makeup business, and boom. It's crazy how you can monetize your brand and diversify it as well once you've established a specific brand and what that is. Um, let's talk about the flip side of that. What makes brands unsuccessful? I, I think... You know, it's it really hits on that genuine piece and that authenticity, right? You've got to these days. You've got to do what you say and really mean it, right? If you're you're an eco-friendly company and that's what you put your your part of your pillar of existence on, you better really, really be sure that that's something fundamental to how you operate on a daily basis. And it's easier now than ever to expose those mistakes or missteps if they happen. And uh, as quickly as that happens, it's very hard to dig out of those holes sometimes. Yeah, you've got mm -hmm. to maintain that and that integrity of you and your company. Uh, we have less than a minute, but I just have to do a quick uh, question here. Where do they start? How does no, the listener start? I, I, I think it's as simple as whatever social platform is is available to you and what you're comfortable with. Start yeah. where your your family, your friends might be. Use them as, as, as test cases. Hey, this is what do you think of me? Throw it off uh, those who know you best. And I think that's the, the easiest place to start. 
Wonderful, Matt. Thank you so much for coming into studio. Uh, excited to have you back come in and coming back in. And thanks again for uh, being our speaker in 2019. We'll have to get you on the calendar uh, coming up as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Coming up next in the Money Hour, growing your business through podcasts, Debbie Adia, a spiritual entrepreneur, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, after this short break. <laughs> 